Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. This program has been made possible by Weatherby Asset Management. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest. Weatherby Asset Management is dedicated to providing exceptional wealth management services by forming partnerships built on trust, understanding, and thoughtful advice. For more than 20 years, they've been offering objective perspective, personalized planning, and sophisticated investment management to individual investors and families as well as pension plans, foundations, and endowments. Contact them at www.weatherby.com. Weatherby Asset Management, located in San Francisco and New York City.
morning. Thank you so much for joining us today on Sylvia Global. We are here with Cindy Perlman, our inspirational entertainment correspondent. How are you, Cindy? I'm great, Gail. How are you today on this good. nice Wednesday? I'm doing great. It's always good to hear your voice. How's your day going? You too. Well, you know what? My day has been crazy. Do you ever have one of those mornings where you have to do 900 things and you're like, ah, why is my day starting like this? And it's still early. It's still early. I had to drive my stepdaughter to school and my dog, who's wearing a sock now because she, of course, did some crazy thing to her elbow, so now she's not supposed to bite on it. She's like Houdini. She got the sock off, so we had to redo that with a little bit of uh, tape on the sock. It's just one of those kind of mornings where you're like, okay, now what? And then the worst thing, no coffee. That's bad. You know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I will admit about a week ago I had a show to do and I wasn't, you know, fully with it. (laughs) I hear you. I totally hear you. And I said to the um, guests before we went on the air, I said, you know, I apologize. I feel kind of, you know, discombobulated, you know, just um, out of sorts. And she said, go get a cup of coffee. It always works for me. And it was one of those instances where I thought, you know, that could probably do the trick. But since I'm not a coffee drinker, then um, I grabbed a cup of tea and it seemed to calm things down. See, that's good. You don't want to start any bad habits because, you know, we're a few weeks into these New Year's resolutions. I I don't know if you made any, but... It's about keeping them now, which is kind of tough. You know, I don't generally make New Year's resolutions, but what I do um, have been doing for several years, probably close to eight years now, is I'll pick a theme for the year. And I'll actually have two themes. Um, One will be, well, no, three. I'll have a theme, and this year's theme is joy. And specifically, a Bible verse in Mark 4:39 that says, "The joy of the Lord is my strength." And I've been right. puzzled by, you know, how does joy become a source of strength? You know, and I think it stems to a place of gratitude. So I picked the theme for this year to be joy as my source source of strength. So joy is the theme, and then I always select an image, a photograph that captures what. And I look at it throughout the day, every day during the year. And, you know, an image that reflects the theme so that whether I consciously think of the theme or not, when my eyes see this image, the message still, you know, touches each part of cell in my body. And then I'll pick a theme song, you know, for the year. Last year's theme song was by Diane Reeves, I'm So Lucky to Be Me. And, oh. then, and this year's theme song is 10,000 Reasons to, and the the actual song is 10,000 Reasons to Be Blessed by Matt Redman. But I Beautiful. have, yeah, 10,000 Reasons to Smile, 10,000 Reasons to Be Joyful, 10,000 Reasons to Be Grateful, 10,000 Reasons to, you know, to Forgive, 10,000. And so I've used, I'm using, I use these themes as a way of uh, perhaps fulfilling what could be viewed as New Year's resolutions if I just broke it down in that manner. But uh, when I use, when I make New Year's resolutions, I quickly forget them. But a theme can stay with me in this manner 
throughout the year, and I have images now, eight, you know, that I didn't want to replace the image, so I, it carried over. This year I do have a new image, um, but that's that's what I tend to do. How about you, Cindy? I love that, and, I, you know, my my everlasting resolutions are, one I actually have been doing is I gave up diet soda, which I encourage all of our listeners here, if you want to have more energy, you want your skin to look better, give up diet soda. It's just a chemical cocktail. I don't care what kind you drink. It's tough to give it up. But the funny thing is a few weeks later, I had one at the movies and it tasted bad and it kind of upset my stomach, which I was thrilled about. I was like, okay, this is working actually. So if you're going to make one small change this month, I would really recommend it. I mean, do tea, do seltzer water, any of these flavored waters that don't have caffeine. But I'll, I do tons of interviews with wellness experts, and that's one of the main things that they, they'll tell you off the bat. Give up diet soda and limit your caffeine. So I've, I've done that a little bit, one cup of coffee a day, which they're all fine with, but they're all across the board. You need to give up the diet soda. When did you start, uh, you know, how, how young were you when you started uh, enjoying coffee and diet sodas? You know, growing up in the Midwest in Chicago, first of all, we didn't call it diet soda. We called it pop. Pop, that's P-O-P, right. pop. And then when I met my East Coast friend, Joyce, she was she set me straight. She said, pop is your dad who's going to come out of a room or something. <laughs> She's like, what is this pop stuff? And I'm like, it's it's a Midwest thing. When you grow up in the Midwest, that's right. you have pop. And you never sit in your backyard. You sit on your driveway. This is yeah. another Midwest thing. People don't ever go in their yards. It's like you don't even need a backyard. You just sit on a launcher on your driveway and talk to your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. No, this is, I, can, I get the image, and it's true, having lived there for a while. So we had pop for lunch and dinner. We never drank water as kids. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever had a glass of water. It was pop. And occasionally milk, and then when we got older and began to hate milk, it was just all pop. Mm. And how about coffee? Coffee I was never that into until Starbucks came along, and I like, you know, fancy coffee sometimes, but I could take or leave that. But, oh, my God, pop is like my drug. If I'm having a stressful day, it's it's pop. I mean, you would think that I'm some sort of pop junkie or something. You know, a, a Diet Coke for me, is, that's it, or now well, Coke Zero. Yeah, you're not you're not alone in this. So it's something that was introduced at a very young age by, you know, influences beyond your control at the time. But then, as we become adults, uh, we can take control of what we digest and the influences that we put into our body. And I think that your reference to eliminating chemical cocktails, um, you know, just one step at a time. You know, the the benefits are just going to be life-changing and it doesn't take long like you just described it doesn't take long and you know i'm I'm lucky that i get to talk to and i'll share with you guys a lot of these tips along the way i talk to tons of wellness experts and doctors and researchers for stylegostrong.com and they are across the board if you're going to do one thing and and we'll, we'll buy like 400 dollar creams and do all these treatments like if you gave up diet soda you would notice your face going back in time and also the crazy thing is and i've got i've gone off of it a few times and then sort of lapsed back but the crazy crazy thing is you have so much more energy not being on it 
because and all the wellness experts across the board agree too. If you want to have a Coke, a real Coke, a real Pepsi, full of sugar, have that once a week. You think of it like your dessert, and right. it's very sugary. But your body knows how to process sugar. Your right. body doesn't know how to process all these chemicals you can't pronounce, and that's what messes people up. And some people it messes up quite a bit. So that's my that's my big thing that I've given up I've given up pop and I I'll never forget uh, Gail we used to sit there and once in a while our whole family when I was a kid we'd go to Carvel ice cream go order hot fudge sundaes and sit there and have sundaes and we'd all order a diet pop with our thousand calorie sundaes wow <laughs> God wow. forbid we had a real Coke for a hundred calories that would just wow. really mess up our diets so. Wow. It's, I know our parents did the best they could, but now we just know so much more. Do, have you or your siblings changed your diet um, through the years? You know, we really have. I mean, we we did, I mean, un, unbeknownst to us, we ate some fried foods, not too many when we were kids, but we did eat some fried foods. And we did do fast food, which I never do. I mean, that's one thing I'll never, ever, ever do. But we did do fast food once in a while, and it was such a treat to go to McDonald's and go with my friend Barb, who always was the weird kid who got the fish fillet when everybody else got hamburgers. <laughs> you know, it is true. You know, it, fast foods and, in, at least in our family growing up, uh, pop or soda, those were things considered treats. You know, they That's weren't staples of the diet. They were treats. Like pop, we could only have pop, and we could have however many we wanted. But on 4th of July, Labor Day, like summer picnics, Smart. you know, or treats, you know, trips to the beach, you know, in the summertime. Um, so that wasn't something we did every day. There were, those were like special occasions. And fast foods, those were definitely, you know, treats. They, they It wasn't the norm uh, for us. So how about your parents? Did they ever come to a moment of awakening and think that they too could, you know, change or be influenced to change by their kids' behavior? You know, my mom passed away when she was super young, so we don't know about her, but my dad, oh my God, till, you know, to his last day, he loved Diet, Diet Pepsi. That was his thing. And he just, he begrudgingly would have iced tea sometimes, but but very much you know stuck stuck in those ways and and really honestly didn't believe that it was bad for you. He was like, how could this be bad? We've had it our our entire lives. But but that's, that's kind of interesting, Cindy. Both our fathers passed away a year ago, and my dad was the same way. He it wasn't funny. diet, but he did have diet. You know, he actually thought the diet was the improvement over non-diet. Over the real. Yeah. Yeah. So when he made that transition with some of his pops or sodas, um, he thought he was making progress. And, of course, the biggest progress um, years ago was when he stopped smoking. And so to stop smoking, you know, was a big step. And then to eat healthy, but a part of the healthy eating did include um, liters of pop and soda. You know, and his I know. his diet, and he had we a kidney. Know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So, any tips, Cindy? In addition to what you've already shared with us this morning, any other words of wisdom from Cindy Perlman? You know, I've got to tell you guys, and I know this sounds a little offbeat, but I'm working on a project for 
this beauty column where we're talking about how beauty is not really putting on creams and getting all these treatments, but it's really beauty from the inside out. So I interviewed a happiness expert. There are people out there who that is their job. They are happiness experts, and they work on getting us happier, which I was like, bring it on. I'm all for this. This is great. And she was so interesting. I have to share with you guys a few tips. On a Wednesday, on a, you know, the middle of the week, it's, I don't know about you, but in Las Vegas here, it's a gloomy, cloudy day. I know half the country is freezing to death today. But she had really simple, nice tips that if you're having a gloomy day, that this is what you should do. So I was going to share a few a few of them, and maybe people could put them into motion today. Let's go. Okay. One, she said, you are choosing happiness or unhappiness, period. She goes, it is your choice. You wake up every day, and you can choose is it going to be a happy day or an unhappy day. And if you are more of a drama queen, which we can all be, she's like, you might go for the unhappy day. You want a little conflict, a little action. She goes, some people feed off that. But if you don't want that, it's it's your decision. Because she's like, when you're stuck in traffic and someone cuts you off and you're like so, so, so mad, she's like, you need to stop yourself and say, am I going to let this ruin my day? Whenever something happens like that, am I going to let this ruin a whole beautiful 24-hour day? that one cut me off, that somebody looked at me wrong, that maybe my boss said this isn't so great. Whatever it is, are you going to let this ruin your day? So I thought that was good advice. You know, is one little thing going to be the end of it for the whole day? You know, Cindy, that's that's such a simple, um, you know, such it seems like such a small step to take, but it really can be in the instant um, feel like a big decision. <laughs> you know? It can be in the, completely in the instant that you you know you're having a fight with your friend or your siblings driving you crazy and you go complain about them to another friend. This kind of sets your tone. But what yeah. is your tone going to be for your day? Is it going to be a happy day or not? Right. And I mean, it's in Nevada today, very gloomy, very overcast day. But you know what? It's 50 degrees here. I mean, my brother's in Chicago where it's 10 below. Mm. So I don't really think I have that much to complain about. You know, yesterday I um, made the conscious decision to do exactly what you just described. In fact, my blog last week was about um, the choices we make associated with happiness and referenced your happiness. I actually I love um, it. referenced you as my happiness expert. Oh, <laughs> so. I love I, You know, I'm so guilty of this, Gail. I can... I can have like a crazy day and this whole day's running late and and I'm, you know, and I get to this little funk. But she's like, it's your choice. She goes, it's happiness from the inside out. But, you know, that sounds a little Pollyanna for some people. So she actually had concrete other things. Okay. One of them was to drink just or to drink orange juice, Florida orange juice, real orange juice, not like an orange drink, but real orange juice. There are studies done that a blast of citrus into your system actually increases your happiness factor and is good for you during this cold and flu season. So, you know, if you can and you can handle the sugar, just have a little blast of orange juice, even a little third of a cup. That There's something about the color of it, the little tang of it, the sweetness that really boosts people's happiness. Oh, that's cool. That's totally cool. How about just grabbing a couple of tangerines? Yeah, grab some tangerines, and she said it works amazingly well with oranges. 
There's something you know, about smelling the, the zest of an orange and citrus it really does do something, um, you know, for us to recharge us. Any more tips? That's another one, Gail. You, she said take a bowl if you're home or maybe on your desk and have a little bowl with some lemons, some limes, some oranges. There's something about that citrus smell that not only wakes us up, but has a has a connotation of happiness for us. Yes. So I, I thought that was a great one. Another good one she said was, even if you have three minutes, put on a song, put on a little music. She's like, even if you're at work, close your eyes for two seconds with some music you like and just take a few deep cleansing breaths. And she's like, that is not a bunch of hooey. She's like, our body is set up to use breathing as a relaxation tool. So she's like, most of us, we have this thing that most of us never use except for survival. But we never consciously, most of us, sit there and think, I'm going to just take two or three deep breaths and get over whatever's making me upset right now. Perfect. So real simple, easy stuff. And she also mentioned that music also, just like the oranges, has a way of increasing your serotonin or happiness levels. So it's just a natural way to boost to boost your levels. So easy easy to do that one. And one of her last things, uh, which I thought was just really, really a good idea, she said sort of fortify yourself. Like you are you have armor around you like a medieval knight. And really, what are you gonna let in your day pierce your armor and pierce your happiness? What What's going to get in? You know, what's worth it that's going to get in and wreck this for you? So that's that's a good one, too, to think of it that way. You know, what really is going to be so bad that you're going to let it just bring you down that much? Mm. You know, yesterday when we go back to the, you know, just when you're driving and being patient and making a conscious decision, you know, about whether or not you're going to be disgruntled over someone cutting you off, um, right. Well, yesterday it was really magical for me because of the theme, you know, for 2013 and the joy. You know, when you're in this place of happiness or joy, which really amounts to moments of collective moments of contentment, you know, it really is a lot easier, becomes a lot easier to want to wish happiness and joy onto other people, which in turn makes me pause and say, it's okay, you can go ahead, I'm not in a rush, even, right. if, I may be, even right. if I may be in a rush. So yesterday I was really um, so overjoyed and surprised because every time, and I was driving throughout Los Angeles, so there were multiple opportunities for me to experience and practice this, um, every person waved in their rearview mirror thanking me nice. for allowing nice. them to come in. And it's just like um, a reward or a reminder that it does affect others, you know, our conscious decision to... Um, choose happiness, joy, or contentment, or gratitude, and it does actually make a difference, not only for us, but for those around us. And how one ugly person can completely bring you down. I mean, last night I get all these emails overnight. Last night someone sent me something, and they, I guess, I'm not sure what actress this actually is, but they sent me what they call a blind item in Hollywood, where they don't say the name, but they kind of give you this little story. And apparently yesterday, uh, one of our major actresses was on a plane, and she was in first class, and she was just talking super loud on her cell phone, 
cussing, na- really mm. nasty conversation. Mm. And there were other people and kids who were hearing this. And the, the flight attendant asked her three times to please lower down that she was upsetting people. And then they started to close the door, and the flight attendant asked her to please turn off the phone. And she said no. And she actually said to her, the person she was talking to, that word that rhymes with which is asking me to get off the phone, but I won't. So I guess the flight attendant asked her another time. And finally there was some silence, and this, and everyone was mortified. And this woman thought, well, I won this one. They're not making me get off. And all of <laughs> That's why they have air marshals. The two air marshals came on the plane, and they escorted her off, and she was just screaming, yelling, the whole deal, and I guess the whole plane applauded, because why should we let someone else ruin our day? But, I mean, it just showed, like, how ugly behavior when you see someone else do it is just so awful. So everyone, then they reported that it was the nicest plane ride ever. People were cooperating with each other, helping each other down with their luggage. It was like, it was a love fest after that. People were like, oh, my God, did you just see what happened? So I thought that was so funny. But, I mean, it just kind of reminds you, you know, you have a choice. Why could you not just hang up and just call the person later? Well, you know, the arrogance of ugly behavior, you know, just doesn't fit well on anybody. None of us wears that well. And I think there there are moments when we, you know, it's like a, a moment of justice prevailed when we see ugly behavior um, no longer tolerated and allowed to infect our environment and to have it removed from the environment of such close confines as a plane, you know, would be a reason to clap. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, I have like, to tell you this funny, funny story because I've done so much traveling for work. A few years ago, I get on a plane and I was lucky enough to upgrade to first class. I had all these miles. And the last person to get on for first class was this very well-dressed woman with two Louis Vuitton bags. And she dropped them at the feet of the flight attendant and said, stow these for me. And the flight attendant said, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but the whole overhead is all taken. You're going to have to check them. And she had a meltdown like a two-year-old would have, saying, these are Louis Vuitton. Nobody checks Louis Vuitton. You'll have to make room. You better check someone else's luggage. This is not happening. So the flight attendant very calmly said, ma'am, you can either get off the plane or we will stow your luggage uh, underneath, and you will check it. So she had no choice. She checked the luggage. Two seconds later, the flight attendant comes back, and this was a flight from Chicago to New York, about an hour and a half in the air. And the woman has twisted her legs around her neck, sitting in the seat. And the flight attendant said, ma'am, what are you doing? And she said, I'm doing yoga. You tell me where in your little stupid rule book it says I cannot do yoga on takeoff. And the flight attendant goes, she went and checked with the pilot first. And then the flight attendant goes, you know what, ma'am, you're right. There is no rule saying you can't do yoga. So just despite herself, the woman sat in this crazy pose. With the, I mean, her legs must have been numb, Gail. She sat like that for the whole hour and a half to New York, including taking off. I don't even know how she had to ba- – I, I admire this core strength because even when I took Pilates, I never got like this. And she sat there like this. She had drinks like this. 
it was amazing. But when the whole flight was over, she could barely walk because <laughs> her, her legs were numb. She made her little point. However, I mean, really, if you're going to act like that, are you spiting yourself or spiting every? Everyone just laughed at her. And, you know, that was it. It was sort of like, okay, you've made your point. You are, you've done yoga. So we can get ourselves all twisted up into such, you know, positions that, you know, look like a contortionist internally, oh, metaphorically. Like away. And then at, yeah, and then at the end, we're the ones that still walk away all twisted up and experience the discomfort of being choosing to be twisted, you know. Exactly. Uh, you know, when you think you're spiting people and making your little point, you're the one who's really going to hurt. It really so, hurt. Like the happiness expert said, why not put on your iPod, listen to a song, and just chill, chill out for five minutes, but maybe you won't have breathe. to do contortions. Yeah, just breathe. Cindy Perlman, as always, thank you so much for being here with us today. We hope that you have a much calmer um, day, practice what you just shared with us. Go get that orange juice, you know, put that music on and just take three minutes um, to just pause. And thanks for doing that with us. Thanks so much, Gail. You take care. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Sylvia Global with your host, Gail Sylvia. Become a subscriber to Sylvia Global for unique listener opportunities. Follow on Twitter and like them on Facebook. For more information, go to www.sylviaglobal.com. That's Sylvia, S-Y-L-V-I-A, Global, G-L-O-B-A-L.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.